I'm not gonna lie, I fell asleep <laughs> for, about, for about 20 minutes in the middle there. Um, Welcome to Red Wine Reads, a community of book lovers talking about our favorite and not-so-favorite books while pouring a glass or two of wine. I'm your host, Jenna Weston, and with me today is Sierra Marshall to talk about the romance novel Mr. Malcolm's List. Now, this is a very special episode as we will be reviewing not only the book, but its movie counterpart as well. I was very interested as I've heard it compared to Bridgerton and also Evie Dunmore's books, so I was very excited to get reading. I had a lot of unexpected feelings as I was reading the book, as well as watching the movie, and Sierra did as well. So this led to conversation that let's just say I didn't think we would have. So continue listening to hear our thoughts on Mr. Malcolm's List by Suzanne Elaine as well as the movie adaptation. So without further ado, let's pull some corks and get reading. Really? Uh, I didn't like love We'll, we'll yeah. get into that. We'll get into this. Okay. Sierra, welcome to another episode of Red Wine Reads. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, today, we are talking about Mr. Malcolm's List by Suzanne Elaine. Um, this, I'm just excited to get into it uh, because I have some, mm-hmm. I have some thoughts and... Um, I'm just so confused on, like, how this book was rated and how the movie was rated as opposed to, like, some thoughts that I have. Um, So I can't wait to get into this. Uh, Tonight I am drinking a red wine that has been open and sitting on our uh, counter for about three days now, so (laughs) we had to drink it tonight. Are you drinking anything? Tonight, I am drinking uh, n- nothing. Um, well, let's, let's get into it. Mr. Malcolm's List. Uh, a few quick facts before we get started. This book was published in tw- 2009. Um, it has received a 3.3 out of 5 on Goodreads. Uh, f- fairly high, you know, fairly average, I would say. Um, and then, uh, it was made into a movie in 2002, starring Zawe Ashton, Sobe Durasu, uh, Theo James, Ashley Park, Frida Pinto, um, and it, <laughs> this is where I get confused. It received an 82% on Rotten Tomato, both critics and audience score, 82%. It got a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. And then 57% of Google users liked this movie. So it just keeps getting worse and worse as you work your way down. And Suzanne Elaine, kind of going into this, she actually adapted her book into the movie. So she was the screenwriter. She was um, the person who kind of was overseeing it. And I think that really shows in the movie. Like, it follows the book almost to a T. Like, it is spot Mm -hmm. on. I think it's the end that kind of gets a little different. 
Yeah, in Ashley Park's character, I have so many qualms with. <laughs> so many qualms with. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> she uh, lived in New York and Beijing before she moved back to her hometown of Tallahassee, Florida. All right, well, let's, let's just dive right into Mr. Malcolm's list. Okay. I'm going to start a little differently here. One of my, um, a part of my review (laughs) was, it was like a boring, less interesting combo of how to lose a guy in 10 days in Bridgerton. What are your thoughts Hmm. on that? That is pretty accurate. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the story, but I didn't love the story. So... I think there's some really great qualities about it. I think this is a really good book if you're just starting into romance, like you've never read anything. Mm -hmm. But on a whole, like, I didn't know it would be so very close to the movie to the point where, like, I almost was like, oh, like, I don't even have to read this. Like, the (laughs) monologue, like, or the dialogue, sorry, dialogue, everything is, like, nearly exactly the same mm-hmm. and i watched the movie probably like i think it, when it came out is when i watched it yeah and even then like i was like whoa that is so unbelievably accurate like at at least and this is probably because the author helped out with the movie it follows it like pretty closely i will say i was a little upset that the ending wasn't closer in the movie but I think on a whole, it's not my favorite. It is dry, I would say, for a romance book. Yes, I think that was my, like, one of my bigger qualms with it. It was just, like, I started reading it, and I, like, I got interested in the fact of, like, oh, this girl is bringing in her friend, they're gonna, like, play this boy, and like have it be this whole thing like I was like totally imagining you know um like John Tucker must die like that type of vibe (laughs) where it's like girls going against this douche and like all this stuff and then it was like the the jig was up within like the girl proving like two parts of his little list um and then she was like oh no I actually like him and then it just like and then I was like okay well now it's not really fun. Now it's just like a romance. Like now it's just like a romance with a really mm-hmm. jealous, ugly friend. Like friend, not ugly in appearance, but like just like ugly in how she like treats her friend, and like yeah, I don't know. I was just the the characters were tough for me to relate to because like Mr. Malcolm was like played out to be this, you know, really evil like kind of dry guy um that's dark and mysterious Mm -hmm. and all this stuff um and then you know of course he like gets his good care good guy character arc and then so selena comes in and her character is like everything you expect her character to be like she's introduced and you're like Mm -hmm. she's gonna be smart she's gonna be pretty she's gonna be nice she's gonna you know (laughs) just like every you know be the everything girl and she is there's not really anything wrong with her it's kind of just annoying. And then you have, you know, Julia, who's this over, like, this really jealous, like, 
girl and I think she kind of gets like a bad rap and in the movie her character was just so like over played I don't know like it was just like I don't want to say overacted because like I think like she was probably given the direction like be like this very dramatic character and I don't know I just like Mm -hmm. I couldn't take her seriously and it felt like almost like the princess and the frog like um the like gal who's the like pretty blonde princess that's like kind of what I was getting like the vibes I was getting I don't know. I just think, like, yeah. the characters weren't, think, like, the strongest. Yeah, I think Julia's definitely meant to be that odious character. However, I honestly think that she was almost a more interesting character than Selena. Um, just because, like, I feel like, like what you said, like, Selena was up front just, like, very much exactly what she was presented to be I think the only time where we saw a little bit more depth to her character was more like towards the end where she was just like laying into Mr. Malcolm and she was like how dare you like tell me that I was the one who curated all of this and like that when she finally got mad I was like oh thank god like a break in her character we see her actually in my opinion, somewhat behaving more human. Mm-hmm. But on a whole, I think I think Julia, in my opinion, as much as, like, I was like, oh my god, this girl is so annoying. <laughs> I also liked her character a little bit more, and we saw more character development with her. And I think that's really important when you're wanting to create a book where the story is captivating people. And I feel yeah. like this really just didn't do that until, like, the very, very end. So, if... I wouldn't say that I wouldn't read this book, but I could see how someone would stop, like, halfway through and be like, okay, this is boring. Like, where is this going? Not to mention it's yeah. an extremely small book. So, yeah, I'm kind of like, you don't really have an excuse to not <laughs> continue. Yes, I think... I wholeheartedly agree. Like, really, like I said, so, like, they give this premise of it being kind of, like, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Like, we're gonna, you know, make this guy fall in love with us, and then we're gonna break his heart. And then Mm -hmm. it, that plot literally ends, like, 20 pages in. And so you're like, okay, um, great. And then, like, it seems to be like, okay, now it's just gonna, like, turn into an old school romance. And then there's in my opinion, zero, like, chemistry in between, like, between Mm -hmm. these two characters that you really want to, like, root for, because it's, like, they fall for each other so quickly that you're like, oh, well, there's no really tension, and so you're like, great, right, I'm happy for you, have a good time, (laughs) like, you have, like, the one guy that's, like, maybe, like, causing a little ruffle in it, um, and, but, like, he gives up pretty... (laughs) easily do and so that it's just like okay and then once you get the ball scene and like julia kind of has her like freak out moment then you're like oh this is kind of sick like oh here we go and then um like that gets interesting for a little bit and then you have like Mm -hmm. julia falling falling in love with the other guy and that's like interesting too like their chemistry i think is much better than selena and mr malcolm's um and like that story i'm interested in i think i'll go back on my word and say 
I actually think, is it Cassie? I think he's the more interesting character out of all of them. Cassie. Yes. I agree. He actually is. I was like, he is funny and he is like, like messing up all the time. He's going behind his friend's back, but also like not wanting to go behind his friend's back. Like he's very easily led, but he has his own mind about him. And then he gets these crazy ideas and they're like, no Cassie like chill out and then he's like oh man it's just like he's a fun character and I actually did enjoy him in the book more than I enjoyed him in the movie so thumbs up to him he was good yeah I almost feel like they should have done like a Gatsby play where like the whole book was told from the point of view of Cassie oh my gosh that actually would have been really funny I think like when it comes to this book I think the movie would have done better to follow the ending of the book a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I say that because, like, that actually made it, like, in my opinion, more interesting with, I think, originally, she just, in the movie, she ends up, he accuses her, and he's like, you've been a part of this this whole time, and she's like, no, I haven't, and then she, like, runs off, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then, whereas in the book, there's a little bit more depth to this. Like, yes, we do see, like, the mother locking them in the conservatory, I think. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yes. And on t- and then, like, they fall into a pool, and then they're caught in this compromising position. And then he's like, oh, we're engaged. And she's like, mm, no, we're not. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, and I don't want to be engaged to you. And... I think that is, like, far more interesting on top of, like, Cassie taking her away and he's like, I've decided to kidnap you. Like, he's not doing the right thing. I'm going to do the right thing because, like, you're my friend and, like, I actually care about you. And then, like, again, they fall into the water. I think that was, like, a little bit more fun, a little bit more interesting than just, like, the conflict being resolved by him talking to his mother and then running after her. So I think they could have made the movie a little bit more interesting and I was kind of like, I didn't understand why they cut that part out of the movie, out of all the parts that they cut out. It started to be like the most interesting bit was the end. Yes. I Yes, I have it in, in my notes as well. I was like, it, like the tie-in of the water and having her like constantly just like, finding herself in these like compromising situations like you said in the water it's just kind of like it it leads to more tension it leads to more fun and it leads to like an interesting turn table situation Mm -hmm. where it's like Mr. Malcolm had the right to be mad in the beginning and then like when he found out and then it's like she turns it on him it's like well no I'm like not gonna get Mm -hmm. engaged to you just because we fell into a fountain together um and, like, genuinely, the fountain scene was, like, the steamiest scene of the entire book. And, like, we <laughs> we don't get that in the movie. And I was, like, what right. the hell? Um, and then <laughs> the, part, the part with Cassie, like, throws you for a loop. And it's funny and it's weird and it's, like, just chaotic. And you're, like, this is, uh, you know, hilarious. Um, and you just don't get that. And I think, like, in the book, I do think, like... It took really 
like a long time and I got kind of sick of the two of them like to resolve things I was like okay Mm -hmm. like there's only so many times we can like find us you know you know catch someone in like a a weird situation and then like get mad at them and then they're mad and then they resolve it kind of but then they get mad again and then so it took a little bit longer but I think they missed an opportunity there with the movie because it yeah, she just, like, goes mm-hmm. on a walk with her dad, and then it's like, okay, I'll forgive him. And it's like... Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> I think even the part that gets me is that for me, like, I know you said your most, like, steamy, most interesting part for you was when they fell in the fountain. Mine was in the library after they had fallen in the fountain, and they're having that conversation, and mm. she's, like, getting heated. She's getting mad at him. You can actually start to feel that chemistry of like the the way they're wording things is kind of very back and forth and jabbing at each other and that is what I was like hoping for the whole rest of the book like his list like yes while like um I think for instance like when he's talking about her having good relations and her cousin and how she was like, oh, it's not my cousin. And he's, and she's kind of like, well, what would you do if it was my cousin? You know, I almost don't think that was brought far enough. And I think if you really, in my opinion, if you wanted to make it seem like, oh, he really admires this woman, I think she would have stuck to her guns instead of stopped talking about it. And I think that would have been more admirable for her to have stood up and said, like you know that's quite arrogant of you to just like disregard someone because of their quote-unquote relations that you don't think are proper or right when she is literally a vicar's daughter so of course she's been taught to treat even the like the most in that that time like poor or or needy, or just downright, like, not enjoyable people with the most kindness, because she has been taught that, like, that's how God treated people, that's how you're to treat people, you know, or Jesus, Mm -hmm. whoever you want to say, but, (laughs) like, that's how she was taught, and to me, like, I think it would have been, it would have made me feel better about Mr. Malcolm's character if he kind of like sat and stewed on that and he was like you know what no I should go apologize to her and no like she is right and what was I thinking almost like make him somewhat revoke some of his own list you know what I mean yeah yeah I I agree I think um it's I guess like I watched the great um like, I started rewatching it recently, and, you know, she mm-hmm. writes the list of, like, what she wants to accomplish, and it's, like, love Peter, get Peter to love me, and then, like, lead Russia, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever the list is, and then, like, she ends up, like, crumpling it and, like, throwing it away, and then, uh, you know, starting a coup, but that's uh, besides the point, but, you know, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was kind of hoping for kind of a more dramatic, you know, call back to the list like that, so it's, like, yeah. Oh, this actually doesn't matter. Like, have him, like, you know, 
have them screaming at each other and have him be like this list and like crumple it up and like throw it you know like something just like yeah make them (laughs) do something I think that's like the whole problem with this book I was like just do something like Mm-hmm. They they were all, both just like so prim and proper that like you said when you get that glimpse of them kind of getting a little unhinged that's why I like the fountain scene because they get just slightly unhinged they're like alone together and they're like you know starting to feel all these feelings and you get to see a side of them that you don't get to see but I think like she almost wrote them too collected and like too. this is not terrible too confident in themselves um Mm -hmm. and it just i don't know it 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 led to very dry characters and like yeah it wasn't my favorite i would have loved to see him even like like genuinely like a scene where he's like scratching out things on his list or adding Mm -hmm. two for instance and i know at the end they kind of show that he has a different list and it's essentially like all the qualities that she possesses but to me that's not enough I would have loved to see him develop in the moment and then even if it was like oh all of this was for naught like when he found out that she had been involved in this scheme mm-hmm. um that he could be like throw that list out that he had like edited or he'd yeah. said like, even, like, when he came to her and he was, like, you know, I was glad to have a reason to, like, move you to the side and not think about you because I was so worried about, like, my heart and how vulnerable love it makes you. But I still would have loved to see him do a little bit more with that list just to make it, a yeah. like, a more rounded, better story, in my opinion. Because to me, this book almost seems like it was written to be read in like middle school for just it's short it's sweet it's like it's to the point it's not so complex that like everyone and their mother can (laughs) like everyone can kind of like understand this book and I think that was my problem I'm a little bit I like some nuance I like some challenge in even just my romance reading but I think there wasn't enough conflict for me and if you're going to do this specific genre like Edwardian or Regency or something like that like yeah I feel like there should be a little bit more historical touches to it yeah that's fair yeah I agree I think it's um (sighs) yeah I don't know it's just one of those books that I from page one I just felt, I don't know, I guess I, another problem that I had is I was going into it literally fresh off of finishing the uh, finishing fourth wing. So that book is, you know, it's it's not the best book ever written, It's but it's bingeable as heck. Like, and it's like you're yeah. flying through it and it's like crazy ending and you're like along for the ride. And then I go straight into this book and I was like, oh, tone change (laughs) and yeah I was like hoping for like a fun flirty kind of silly romance and that's not what Mm -hmm. I got here um it is a little more serious uh but not even serious just like uh 
I don't even know what the word of like word for it is, but it just it was a little boring. Like, vanil- yeah, I know. Uh, boring <laughs> vanilla, very plain. It's um, yeah, like you said, it's it's something that you can read and you can give to someone and you can tell them exactly what it is and then um right you'll kind of know like exactly how this person will feel about it once they read it so it was fine it just like i was expecting more bridgerton more um Mm -hmm. you know more like evie dunmore type things and it just didn't hit the same right well i had watched the movie first so for me reading this I was not expecting it to be so similar so I think that also added to like the like boringness of it to me because I was even when I watched the movie I was like that was an extremely short movie and I don't feel like there was very much plot there so I was like well the book must be like so much better it must have like way more detail and then come to find out it it really doesn't it has probably in my opinion somewhat less because I'm imagining these things and I just like I mean of course like the costumes and like the locations and everything so grand and beautiful in in the movie but not that my imagination's not top-notch because it is and I can picture things like extremely accurately in my mind Mm -hmm. um Uh but it's just kind of like that sense of imagination was kind of lost and again like there wasn't really that much description of the surroundings or I mean I'm used to very detailed world-built books like like any of Sarah J Mass's books like from the get-go she's like world-building she's stacking things on top of things and she's like describing crazy things that are going on and and then it's just in this, I just didn't feel that. And I, I wasn't like impressed. I didn't hate it, but I wasn't impressed. Yes. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's get into final ratings. This book for me, like the book itself, I would give a 2.5 out of 5. It, just like I don't know it was it wasn't really super original in the story and like I almost feel like if they would have stuck to more of like the the list in trying to kind of you know get Mr. Malcolm in a way like I think it would have been better or if you would have focused more on like the um just like the tension and like getting building this like relationship up a little bit more I think it would have been better um but for me it was just Mm -hmm. kind of a boring read and I don't think like it was worth (laughs) the 200 pages even like I just think it was like I could do without like I would rather read Bridgerton I'd rather read Portrait of a Scotsman I'd rather read just something else um Mm -hmm. and so I would give it a 2.5 out of 5 and honestly I would give the movie around the same you know around the same uh out of Rotten Tomatoes score, let's say, I would probably go with, like, the 15%. I, I'm i not going to lie, I fell asleep <laughs> for, about, for about 20 minutes in the middle there, um, and I was just bummed that the ending wasn't the same, 
it was word for word, which is like impressive because uh, sometimes you just don't get that in the world building or like the like scene building was beautiful. And I think they did a really good job at casting um, people. But like, except for the Ashley Park character, oh, which we did not talk about. Side note, I think that was like, I was expecting this cousin to be like older, right? Isn't she like oh. a widow? She's widowed, but I think she was married very young. So okay. she had been through a couple husbands, and I think she got him old. <laughs> yeah. We're already in the ground. Okay. We had one foot in, one foot in the ground. That's what happened back then. I mean, just yeah. plain and simple. They used to marry, like, really young ladies off to, like, really old guys. And I think that was her circumstance, is that she was trying to get ahead and knowing full well if you marry someone who's got one foot in the grave, like, you're going to get his estate or his riches or whatever. And I yeah. think that's somewhat what she did. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I had her pictured as, like, an, not, like, an old woman, but, like, in her late 30s, early 40s. And, like, and she wasn't, like, she described as, like, an overweight kind of, like, uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, trying to dress, like, super young. Like, I don't know. I was just, yeah. like, it, it just did not I think they fit. just rather make her annoying than yeah. anything. Well, anyways, casting, I, that was the one qualm I had. But other than that, um, I thought casting was fine. Uh, it just, yeah, it was boring. It just did not retain my attention in either the mm-hmm. book or the movie so 2.5 slash 50 percent on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> I I think I think on Goodreads I did end up giving the book a four but I'm gonna revoke that and say three I'm gonna go back in and change it because you're right and I was just being kind I guess I was just like oh, it wasn't the worst <laughs> thing I've read and I didn't have any like problems with it so I wasn't like angry to have read it yeah but anyway, I think movie-wise, I will actually give the movies a a four-star rating for me just because, like, it was fun, it was period, and it was... I really liked... I personally actually really liked the cast, and I think they did a good job at selling that chemistry that clearly wasn't in the book for me. So... Yeah. A four. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Their chemistry in the movie was much better than in the book. Let's get into pairings. Uh, Books, TV shows, uh, movies, and some cocktails that might pair well with today's book. So Mr. Malcolm's List. Um, Let's start with a drink. I went with a good old-fashioned bee's knees. Mostly because I feel like that's just, like, an old school drink and it just reminds me of, like, being out in the garden and being, like, in this grand, you know, it feels like a rich people drink. So, yeah. I went with a Lavender French 75, which has, like, gin, champagne, um, like, lemon juice, I think, and then it has lavender syrup. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. I was like, I also had the feeling of like, oh, it's a garden. How many times are they trapped in a garden and whatever? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
same vibes. Um, well, TV show, I you know, like I made references to Bridgerton, but I think the one that I feel like it yeah. relates most to is Queen Charlotte. Um, okay. Just because I think it's, uh, I don't know. I feel like the like Queen Charlotte's a little darker and it's a little, um, a little more serious, which I feel like Mr. Malcolm yeah. is a little more, you know, serious than the Bridgerton vibes are. I went with the miniseries Emma. Um, I think it was made in like 2009, I want to say. So the I feel like Emma kind of a little bit more relates to like Mr. Malcolm's list because there's a little bit more scheming like, oh, I'm trying to get so and so with this person or, you know, mm-hmm. I just felt like it was a little bit more of like love games being played. Book, I did Portrait of a Scotsman. Yeah, I just fair. Mostly so I can say, go listen to our episode on Portrait of a Scotsman. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like it gave, you know, similar I vibes. I think I liked Portrait of a Scotsman a little bit more. There was a little bit more development between the characters and, um, you know, the connection. But there's still, like, a little bit of dragging through the ending, especially. So, similar there, too. I went with Unequal Affections. Um, and that was that Pride and Prejudice kind of retake on the ending. Um, so instead of her saying yes to him way later, she says it the first time he asks her to marry him. And I just thought that was a little bit of like, it kind of goes along with that misunderstanding kind of trope thing going on. That's a good one. Um, and movie. I in had in here first how to lose a guy in ten days, but I almost feel like John Tucker must die is honestly a closer uh a closer vibe. Uh, where you know you kinda have this guy who's notorious for being a ladies' man and for never actually settling down uh with one gal and then they try to do that and they try to scheme and they try to like make the perfect girl for him. Uh and right. so I feel like that was a similar vibe. <laughs> Definitely. I went with Belle. Kind of just fits in with that little bit more of like Regency kind of deal. I like to play more into the genre than I do like the storyline when it comes to things like this. Um, Just because if you like this, like, and you like this movie, I think you'll like pretty much any Regency Georgian kind of love story. So, yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll just say, like, I I think that this is a genre I really enjoy, but I just feel like this one, like, missed mm-hmm. the mark for me. Because, uh, like, I, w- I was a big Rain person. I was a big Merlin person. I was, like, a big, you know, um, I, like, I really liked Bridgerton. I really like Queen Charlotte. I really like, uh, you know, um, the great. Like, I love the genre of... Uh, like, the royals, the, like, rich, um, you know, British. The gentry, type. yeah. Yeah, I love it. So I'm like, I guess I was just, like, more disappointed. Mm-hmm. Not mad, just disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there, there it is. Uh, Mr. Malcolm's List, it's... Fine, I think, is our consensus. Yeah, <laughs> the, it's, uh, it's okay. 
yeah, the movie is better uh, than the book in this sense, uh, except for the book's ending was better than the movie's ending. So yes. you, um, this one might be one that you have to read and then watch. Um, and it is only about 200 pages, so you can read it fairly fast and then just go watch the movie. Um, and let us know what you think. I'm curious. <laughs> it's a good plain book, I think. Read it on a yes. plane. Yes. I don't know. Yep, that's what I did. It was great. It was a great plain book. It was a one and done type feel. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> that was my imaginary drink. Well, that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked it, please go give it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this episode right now. If you want more book-related content, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at rwreadspodcast. Again, that's at r-w-r-e-a-d-s-p-o-d-c-a-s-t. That's at rwreadspodcast on Instagram and TikTok. Until next week, keep your books open and your drink glasses full. Thanks all. This episode is a JB Media production produced and edited by Jenna Weston.